Welcome to Meaning Over Money, a different kind of financial podcast where money is never about money. Welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are so excited to have you here. We hope you're having an awesome week. And regardless of when you're listening to this, we hope it adds value to your journey. I saw an interesting TikTok the other day, and I can't find it, but it was fascinating to me. And while I don't know if I agree with the numbers and the math shared in it, the principle was very enlightening. And I think the concept is is more true than I ever would have imagined. And here's the idea. The idea behind this post was that we have a, a big gap in people's perspectives of inflation, which I know to be true. I know this to be true. I watch it every day. There are people that are like, shut up, you whiners. And there are people who are sitting here saying, this is crushing our family. And these people are practically neighbors. And so you have these two vastly different opinions about what's going on. And I've talked about this idea a lot that context matters. And often people view the world through the lens of a sample size of one, them. So this concept we've talked about a lot on the podcast, that we don't know what we don't know. However, this one TikTok framed it up visually in a way that I hadn't quite pieced it together. And his thesis was this, that you can group people into a a, a handful of different groups based on when they bought their house and what age their kids are. And, And here's the example. So if you bought your house before 2020, your mortgage payment, and this is the number he used, your mortgage payment was $1,500. And then the argument is, his other argument, let's go to the other side. His other side of it was, if you've bought your house recently, your mortgage is closer to $4,000. So $1,500 versus $4,000. His second piece was, do you have kids and how old are they? If you don't have kids or they're older, you don't have to worry about a killer of a category, which is childcare. And so if you don't have childcare, obviously you don't have childcare. And if you do have childcare, he was explaining and talking through just how expensive it's going to be. And he, and he used the number, and, and you may disagree with this number. I, I think the number needs more context, but he used 2,500 bucks. If you have childcare, 2,500 bucks. And so he he blocked people into different categories with different combination of housing situations and children's situations. And there was a a number of, of options. And essentially, there was a range. And the range was people whose house and child care cost them a total of $1,500, which is people who bought their house before 2020 and don't have kids with child care. So your housing and children are 1500 bucks all the way to you bought a house recently and you're doing childcare. Your housing and childcare is 6,500 bucks, 6,500 versus 1500. 
those two categories alone, he argues, have a $5,000 a month gap between them in people that, in theory, live in the same neighborhood. Now, again, you can disagree with the numbers, but that concept is so, so true. It's so, so true. I'm going to throw my friend Dan under the bus. I recently had a conversation with my good friend Dan. He's one of my best friends. And uh, we were talking, and he referenced something that I said on stage at church recently. I was I was hosting or emceeing different churches called different things, but I was just giving some announcements. And one of the things I talked about was I named the impact that inflation is having and how it feels really intense for a lot of people. It feels heavy. And my friend Dan kind of made fun of me for saying that, saying, you know, it's not, it's not that big of a deal right now. It doesn't feel like it's that big of a deal. And, and, and I, if, it, he didn't say this, but this is how I interpreted it. And then we talked about it, but I interpreted it as he, he, he thought I was over dramatizing it. And I didn't see this TikTok video, but I did point out to him and I said, but I don't think it impacts you, Dan, the way that you've lived your life and the choices that my friend Dan has made. My friend Dan's made a lot of good choices. He's a very wise man. And I said, the choices you've made, the, the way that you've structured your life and when you structured it, you're insulated from a lot of this junk, which he, he acknowledged. He acknowledged. But it's interesting, this TikTok video points this out precisely. Because Dan's lived in the same house literally forever. And his kids are grown now. And so when you think about that, Dan's life is a lot different than a family who just bought a house is dealing with childcare. Now, Dan can argue, and, and Dan's not wrong, that what well, we have choices to make. Travis, we have choices to make. We need to, we need to make our, our housing choices appropriately. We need to make our childcare choices appropriately. And you go down the line, go down the list. And Dan's not wrong. He's not wrong. We do. We need to be responsible. We can't just play victim. It's kind of like my last episode about dining out. We can't just play victim. We can't just go headfirst into something and then call foul afterwards and say, oh, woe is me. I'm screwed because food costs too much. I'm a victim. We can't do that. But he makes a good point. And he's a beneficiary of this dynamic of when did you buy your house and childcare he fits in that $1,500 camp, not the $6,500 camp. That is an idea that I think we need to consider more often. Income matters. Income does matter. But let's just put that, that visual again in our heads. $1,500, $6,500. That's a $5,000 a month variable. Again, 
Let's just assume these numbers are correct. I have some issues with these numbers. You probably do too, but the principle is true. Let's just say these numbers are, are, are in fact correct where you live. That difference alone is a $60,000 annual difference in spending, and then you factor in taxes, that's $75,000, $80,000. So depending on the situation, those two categories alone, just to make things equal, that's a seventy-five dollars to $80,000 a year difference on annual income. Holy cow. So if you're wondering why some families are talking about this inflation more and they are struggling, this right here is why. I've met with several young families recently in my work, and the conversation is, how do we fight inflation? It's killing us. And when I look at their numbers, I look at all of their, I know what they spend. I see what they spend every month. I know what margin they used to have in their budget. And I know what margin they have today. It's shrunk considerably. And it hasn't shrunk because of irresponsibility. It hasn't shrunk because of irresponsibility. It's shrunk because of inflation. There was a family I've probably, I think I've talked about him before on this podcast, but they had, a, they had a cushion of about 600 a month in their budget not that long ago, and that cushion is more like 100 bucks. That $500 just got squeezed out of their budget because of inflation, not because of their choices. There's not a lot of areas to cut. There's not a lot of areas to trim. Their list of wants is not that long. It's inflation. I have such a deep empathy for families that are dealing with this. Yes, to my friend Dan's point, let's make good choices. Absolutely. If you have a bunch of wants weaved into your monthly budget and then you don't have enough money to, to, to take care of your needs, that's on you. you got, we got to make choices. We got to make some tweaks. But in terms of fighting this inflation thing, when there's not a lot of room to cut, that's tough. And as I always highlight, there's, there's really three ways we can navigate inflation. We can make more money. We can cut back on spending. Or we can reallocate current spending. For a lot of families, just cutting is difficult. There's not... There's not, a, there's not a lot of margin there, but the reallocation of, of decisions, of choices. So, for example, maybe we go to the one grocery store, but there's a cheaper grocery store option that you don't like as much. But if you shift some of your decisions within your groceries, you can get more for the money. Or maybe, or maybe you need more grocery money. Maybe you need to reallocate from dining out to groceries. Or maybe you need to reallocate from personal spending to groceries. There's several choices we have along the way, but it's tough. I just want you to know that. I just want you to know it is tough. People are struggling out there. 
And I don't want to, I don't want to frame us up as victims. I don't want us to be victims. I want us to have an awareness, a self-awareness that we're not alone in this inflation crap. We're not alone. It's not because we're stupid. It's not because we're all being irresponsible. A lot of us are doing our best. I want you to know you're not alone, but I also want you to know you have some control here. In, 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 in number three, it's a season. Sometimes the goal is just to get through this month and next month and the month after. We're not always going to make stellar progress. Sometimes just keeping your head above water is a win in and of itself. And so the better times are ahead. The good times are coming. But right now, we need to get our stuff together and get control and execute and keep ourselves in a good spot so that we're able to capitalize on the good opportunity when it does come. You can do it. We can do this, guys. So I hope that helps. Yes, inflation sucks. Yes, it is crushing a lot of people. And yes... Our perspectives on inflation are contextual to our own journeys. Yes, we've talked about that so many times. It is so true. Thank you, TikTok person, whoever made that video. That is a very, very insightful and profoundly illustrative example. So thank you for that. If I find that video, I will, I will tag it in the show notes. So take care all. That's all I have today. 